and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm here again with Josh today, going through our late mail show. Josh, how you doing, mate? Doing well, mate. Uh, look, it was kind of it kind of sucked not having the uh, NRL on for a week, but Red Brown was still pretty entertaining. And uh, yeah, ready to dive in head first for this week and get ready for that next bye week, I think. Yeah, so I think at the moment it's really very much looking forward to how to set up your team for that buy round. I don't know if a lot of people are going to be setting, like trying to get enough players in for that round 17 buy, but I guess with people low on trades at the moment and trying to set their teams up for the run home, it's pretty much looking like you're going for guns at the moment, not so many cheapies, right? That is, I guess, the other overarching advice that I'm messaging people randomly on our Instagram and things like that is, yeah, it's now the, now the point for, for guns. You're really kind of trying to cash out people's and, you know, instead of going to mid-ranges, go a gun and a nobody or something like that versus uh, like mid-ranges and cheapies at this point of the year are starting to not be as relevant. Yeah, we're almost getting close to, you know, bringing in Nuffies just for the just for the run home and having that looping option, I think. It's getting close to I that anyway. So well. We didn't have Valia, yeah. that's what I would be probably thinking about. <laughs> Valia, the ultimate ultimate loop. Yeah, so I guess speaking of Rep Round, um a couple of pretty good games actually that I kinda wanted to touch on. Um obviously the Kiwis um smashing Tong well not smashing Tonga, I guess twenty six to six is just a good score, but um New Zealand looked pretty much on fire, but, I mean, your usual suspects. Jerome Hughes played really well. Uh, uh, Joseph Manu, um, pretty good fantasy options. Jerome Hughes, not so much this year, but um, we'll talk about him later in the pod as well. Um, The biggest one that I saw was actually Samoa against Cook Islands. Yes, they were playing against Cook Islands, but um, Josh Schuster looked like an absolute freak. I don't know if you watched the game, um, but, yeah, Schuster was on fire. I didn't get a chance to watch that one, unfortunately, but I've been carrying uh, him in a super coach draft league. And after his two points that he got me the week before in round 15, he was, he was gone. Rage, rage sell in, <laughs> in draft. But yeah, it's a shame that he's not playing 80 on the edge again like he was last year. And um, I was listening to NRL Physio. Apparently, he put on, he's put on 20. It's not 20 kilos, but 12 kilos since last year, um, right? which is <laughs> kind of crazy. It's a lot. Um, Beefing up for an outside edge role, I guess. Maybe, but uh, yeah, just not getting the minutes as well at the moment, which is a shame because, yeah, those no-look passes when they come off are great. Not so much when he's like 40 minutes out, 40 meters out of his line and he throws one, but uh, yeah. yeah, I like well, him to play. Yeah, I was going to get into the late mail um, after this, but actually I just want to touch on Josh Schuster while we're talking about him. In fantasy, obviously last round he played, um, only scored two, um, but his break even is at 51 and he is at 400k at the moment. If he starts hitting regular minutes again, uh, what do you reckon? Would you would you go towards him for a buy? Because he can, if he does play regularly and does hit 80 minutes, he, he can you know produce good scores, but I guess it's just getting that 80 minutes, right? In the first place. Yeah, I think so. He'd be a look in if, uh, you know, Davey goes down or foreign even potentially and he gets a gig in the halves. But with this bench role, he has coming on the back end of a second half. It's just, 
irrelevancy. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think you're right there at the moment. He's just one to keep an eye on, I guess, because he's very very cheap. So if he does get like if there is an injury at Manly and he does you know get a get a full time gig, then yeah, he's definitely one to definitely one to bring in. I think. Yeah, I like it. Anyway, let's jump into some of the late mail. Again, not too much late mail, but some big news for the Thursday night game with Manly playing the Storm. It looks like uh, Cameron Munster has been ruled out and Ryan Pappenhausen will take his place at fullback for the Storm with Nick Meaney moving into the halves. Um, So a big change there and Pappenhausen back on deck. So he's one to look at for the next couple of weeks. Uh, Other than that, I think there's just some doubts in terms of players from origin so the likes of ben hunt Payne haas um just people carrying little little niggles into the this round so um just keep an eye out for late mail this week because there'll be there'll be plenty of changes over the weekend i'd assume so let's jump into some um i guess trade questions for you josh um just in general um there's some two pretty big changes in the team list this week with uh, Ewan Aitken being moved to the centre for the Warriors and also Nat Butcher being moved to the bench with Victor Radley back on deck for the Roosters. Uh, what's your take on those two? Um, I guess, Carl, long story short, I think they're both selves. Uh, I think Ewan Aitken, if you had to, you know, if you're in a position where you want to hold him an extra week for, you know, just so you're 100% sure who's going to play for that round 17 play or some kind of random scenario like that. I don't mind holding him for one week, but I think next week, because he doesn't sell that buy, because he doesn't sell that buy, because he doesn't play that buy, I guess, I think, yeah, he's a sell. His base is going to be reduced in the centres, even though he might, you know, still have a few good weeks here and there. I think, yeah, that base will go down, his price will go down, and he's probably just outside of that kind of top tier of centers when he's not playing in the second row and has that duel, in my opinion. Yeah, he was a gun gun center in the past, but I think more recently his scores from centers, especially with the Warriors playing the way they are, they're not going to be as as high as you'd like them to be, I'd say. So he's probably a sell, like you're saying. I one other argument, I guess, if you wanted to hold him one week, just to you could just kind of see how he goes. My Brennan, I think. With the Warriors this week, it's their first game at home in, well, like two years or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if all the Warriors just kill it this week and really put on a show. Um, and it's kind of like an anomaly for all of their scores because they've yeah. been doing so badly. But And they are playing the Tigers as well. Um, but, yeah, I think long-term, he's probably not in your top, you know, five to ten centers and he's probably a sell. Yeah, pretty unfortunate there that he's lost that role with, I guess, Tohu Harris and Josh Curran um, taking up those spots uh, on an edge there for for the Warriors. Um, and your thoughts on Nat Butcher? Nat Butcher, he's one that I, I was hoping to kind of bump some ranks because I, I missed him uh, for, that, for that bye week. And then he had the, the bad score in round 15, obviously. Uh, I think he's a sell coming off the bench, or at least if you are going to hang on to him, I don't think he's a starting player for you this week. Um, and I think his value is kind of so high, you can sell him off to somebody who's uh, not to, you know, upgrade him to potentially like a, a Joe O or a, 
uh, a Frizzell, somebody who's going to play this round 17 buy for you. Yeah, I think that's a good good shout there, um, to be honest. And I like the call on Frizzell there. He's very, very under-owned and one, like a, a previous gun that should probably jump back to being a gun. I mean, he's only in 2.6% of teams, but he's had a, a few kind of down games and a few, I think he had a head knock last game and he came off. I can't remember why, but he didn't play the full 80. Um, but yeah, I reckon Frizzell's an actual, actual, yeah, good buy option, to be honest, for the round 17 buy. Me too. And he's, he's underpriced as well for, for what he is. He yeah. really, when he's been playing 80 minutes, he's scoring in those mid 50s. Uh, and, you know, he's had a few like injury affected games, I think, which have kind of probably given him like a 50 to 100 price. 100k discount on what he's actually worth and he's someone that i think can hold through the through through the rest of the year like he's shown when the nights are playing like uh like crap he still has that base and even is the potential to have an uptick if the knights hit some form towards back end of the year and to snag a few attacking stats here and there yeah absolutely uh, what are your thoughts on Payne Haas as well? I think I'm still in the Payne Haas is a hold camp. Uh, I was just looking actually at his ownership in the top, you know, thousand or so. In in a top thousand, he's still owned by uh, like what is he still owned by three hundred and thirty one in the top thousand, which is a lot. But um, I'm surprised it wasn't wasn't more honestly around the 500 or so i think he is a hold though because he's going to come back down to the he's going to come back up to those 65 plus scores i think by the end of the year and i guess my conspiracy about Payne haas and he's still getting named even though he's like playing on one leg some weeks uh i think the broncos are not going to re-sign him i think his asking price is going to be too much for them. And I think that the Broncos are going to just like run him into the ground and play him as many minutes and uh, try and cash out as much as they can with him personally. Uh, and it's, it kind of reminds me of like the NFL running back situation where like in the NFL, this happens to running backs where they don't get paid like paying horses and they go on these like strikes in camp and stuff to try and get paid. and I think Payne House like kind of tried to do that and everyone like really gave him some crap for it. Uh, but yeah, I think he's gonna gonna move on next year and probably get some pay. But uh, yeah, I think he it's just like a, a tricky situation for him with, with all these injuries. I think any other team they'd probably be resting him, especially given the Broncos position on the ladder, but I guess that's a long narrative to say that I think he's a hold. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting to see what does happen with um, his contract situation uh, past next year, actually. So, yeah, I mean, I could see him going to another team, but I think the way the Broncos are kind of going, you, I think they need to hold on to those players, you know, the, the Carrigans, the Fleglers, the Haases, you know, the, the young forwards coming through. They're probably, and, the, and Jordan Ricky, you know, those kinds of players, That's that's where they're, kind of moving towards, which is I feel like they need to hold them instead of buying and selling players at the moment. Yeah, I agree. See what happens. Uh, I guess... Cowboys beat them this week. That'd be nice. (laughs) 
yeah, Broncos Derby, uh, Broncos Derby, Queensland Derby. Um, hasn't been as good as it used to be, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes this week with both teams, you know, in the top eight and um, in a pretty good form, to be honest. Um, okay, let's move on to some questions now. So pretty generic questions through our Instagram at footybrainspod. Um, just got a standard question. What uh, what cheapies do you see this week? Cheapies do I see? Uh, I think the obvious one is Volkman for the Warriors, the half there. He had a pretty decent first game, I thought. Uh, and I guess he's probably like, yeah, the obvious choice. He He's like one of those guys, if you're really kind of cashing out, if you've got that situation, like I was saying before, you've got two mids, two kind of mid-priced people, you downgrade one to upgrade to a gun somewhere else. I think he's not a bad option for that. His job security is a little bit uh, all over the shop. You really know what's going to happen with the Warriors. You hope that Stacey Jones is going for a kind of invest now uh, in the future, but you could easily see Arcee or uh, one of those other younger halves come in for him if he has a bad week. The probably top one I think that I'd be kind of looking at is Will Kennedy, who's not like your traditional cheapie (laughs) in that he started off and he's lost a lot of cash, but he's still, I'm pretty sure, under 300K and probably has the best job security of anybody close to him in that range. The Sharks have a decent run home. He yeah, is going to keep his spot and also plays that that round 17 buy. So if I'm looking for a, a cash out option, that's probably my top choice. Yeah, I do like Kennedy. He's dropped 250K from his starting price this year. Um, and he's in a Sharks team that's actually in form and in the top eight. So... Yeah, he's a lot better than a lot of the other cheapies with the job security. Just it's, I guess people are a bit scared going to him because he's had some <laughs> two negative scores in a row, which is fair enough, right? Like you don't want to be going yeah, players struggling to, yeah, struggling to get a positive score is uh, not good. But yeah, this year he hasn't looked too great. I guess last week he had a, a decent score of forty-two with a plenty of attacking stats, but it's his just his base stats. He really hasn't hit much. Um, in this season at all. Like he's struggling to hit a hundred meters a week. Um, you know, minimal tackles, minimal tackle busts. It's just, yeah. Um, bit unfortunate for him, but I, I think you're right. He's probably the most secure cheapie that you could go. He's at 250 K at the moment. So yeah, pretty, yeah, that pretty is good job. Wild, security. Too fair. 250. Yeah. Basement um, price basically. Yeah. And I think he's kind of like a nice insurance policy for the back end of the year too. Having, as like your seventh or eighth emergency potentially as you know, if you're running out of trades and you're like, <laughs> you have to go in for like one or two weeks, it's not the end of the world, hopefully for you. But I think you're really kind of looking for an extra number of that 17 and he's cheap as chips. So if you had to choose between, cause as Cody Ramsey as well, he's another cheapie at uh, playing fullback at the dragons. If you have to choose between Ramsey and, Kennedy, who would you go? I guess Kennedy's at 250k. Cody Ramsey's at just under 400k. So there's about 150k disparity there. What do you think? Yeah, I'd probably take the 150k in the bank um, and go with Kennedy. I think both options aren't particularly great for being in 17. Um, 
Cody Ramsey would be someone if I did have him, I'd probably try and be looping him as my uh, like 18th player, I guess. But yeah, I think Will Kennedy take that extra 150k and put it somewhere else. Fair enough to get a gun for that price. Upgrade from yeah. a 600k to a 750k player. Uh, next question from Lockie. Uh, is Cotter a sell right now with how long he's out for? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one because there is some mail that he might play Origin 3. Uh, like he's really kind of amping up his rehab to be there for that game. Uh, so potentially he's back playing in round 18, right? And he wasn't going to play 17 for you anyway. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of like a team dependent and trade dependent question. I sold him, what, a week ago, two weeks ago. And now you're kind of like in the boat where you've, you've already held him for a little bit. Like, do you just keep holding? Uh, so I think it's a team dependent situation, but I think in the long term, he's a, he's a keeper in the, in the position with, and a, and a gun. So I don't mind holding him. Yeah, I think the the news is that he'll be back round nineteen with that hamstring injury, um, which means he was gonna. I mean, he was gonna play Origin three anyway if he was fit, and he would only play this week round sixteen anyway. So I think you you kind of miss him for two weeks, and then you've got him back for round nineteen through to twenty. How many weeks is there? Twenty six. <laughs> twenty six rounds, I think it is. So. Yeah. I mean, you, you miss two weeks, but you get the last seven rounds so or eight rounds. So, I mean, there's a trade-off there. If, you, if you're struggling to climb ranks, he might be a trade option. But, I mean, if you're struggling with trades and you, you don't really have the numbers to be making trades at the moment, yeah, you're probably you're basically worth holding him. If you didn't trade him in the first round that he was out, then he's probably just a hold at this point, I'd say. He could be a pretty cheeky one. A pretty cheeky one to buy back as well because he's not in that many teams. Um, yeah, so it could be a real pod for that run home. Yeah, I'm sure he'll probably be coming off the bench, possibly. Um, I guess we'll see. He might get just thrown straight into the starting team, but we'll see what they what they decide to do with him when he's back. Next question: uh, Would you bring uh, Pappenhausen back in this week? Personally, I think I'm going to wait a week on him, um, kind of check him out, see if he's still making all those uh, support plays. His base is good, things of that nature. Be also interesting. I wonder if they might like ease him in with the kicking or something like that as well. I wonder if they'll keep Nick Meany as the kicker for a week or so. Um, but I think as long as he kind of gets through this weekend, looks semi-decent, doesn't absolutely bomb it, I'm probably like a 90% in on him for that round 17 buy and then the run home. Yeah, I think that's a good good shout there. Maybe just wait a week, see how he goes. Uh, his break even's in the mid fifties, so he he probably he could hit that this week, to be honest. But I don't see him hitting it straight out of the gate. So probably probably wait a week, I'd say. Um, question from Ollie Ilias to Joseph Suwali. Good trade. Um, I probably say no because Suwali doesn't play seventeen as like your first point, and then. Also, I think there's better when you're fullbacks. Like, I don't think he's in your top 10, definitely, when you're fullbacks. Probably not even your top, like, arguably maybe not, like, even top 15. You've got other guys like Tedesco, Garrick, 
Pappenhausen, Heinz, uh, or even Ponga. Don't know about Ponga, but so so that was one that I wanted to ask you about as well. While we're talking about winger fullbacks, he's under five hundred k because he had that. Uh, two-point score against the Panthers a couple weeks back. Um, and he's playing Origin, so he's in and out of the team. Um, is he another option for the run home, considering how cheap he is? Definitely want to keep an eye on. I'm really worried about him. Just due to the head knocks, I'm worried he's going to get uh, like Luke Keery and some of these other players, Wade Graham, and they'll just sit him down and say, look, you're done for the year. You've had too many head knocks. I think he's really close to that point. He's had at least two in the last like month. And then I think he's had some earlier on, like he's had a couple definitely earlier on in the season. Personally, I've added Tex Hoy in every one of my draft leagues because I think wow. he's uh, like, he's pretty close to that point. But um, yeah, I think he's a wait and see. I want him to have a couple of consecutive games before I pull the trigger on him personally. That's fair enough. I think just 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 to clarify, Tex Hoy is not a pickup in fantasy, but he is a pickup in your draft league if you can. In the draft leagues, yeah, get yeah. Him, put him on your bench. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, how much is Tex Hoy this week? He's the same price basically as Ponga. He's the same price. Oh, <laughs> damn. That's why. I mean, if you had to pick between the two, you're going Ponga every day of the week. Yeah. Righto, next question from, from Ryan. Um, is Reynolds a buy uh, or is he too risky with his um, current situation? I guess with the, the pain-killing injections just to play. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it's just like a crazy sentence. Isn't it? It's like, what do you think it's, if you put him in, he's getting pain-killing injections to play. Like, what other sport does this in the world? I don't know. <laughs> but um, I, I think I'm going to wait a week with Reynolds as well see how he looks this week. But I like him. I think he's in that top tier of halves, probably just more the top tier outside Hines and Cleary, I think. So they're kind of like second tier with him. Uh, DCE would be ahead of him, but they're in that kind of similar range for me, given that how well he's played this season. Um, so one I'm definitely keeping an eye on. And if he has a good showing this week against the Cowboys, good chance I think that you should bring him in for that 17 buy. Yeah, and just touching on uh, DCE there, he's cheaper than his starting price this year. So he's obviously one to... He's going to play Origin, obviously. Um, so he'll be out round 17. But um, yeah, he's obviously another one that's as cheap as you probably can get him at the moment. Uh, look, that's all the, the questions, Josh. Did you have anything else you wanted to wanted to bring up um i guess the only other thing i wanted to bring up is pods for this round 17 by there's three i've kind of got my eye on um that i think especially for the round 17 by what i'm trying to do if you're scrambling for players like i am i've probably got four or five including talakai and Hines, that might play this round 17 by um and I think what people can sometimes get caught up doing is, you know, if you're really strapped for numbers, going like a winger fullback as one of your, you know, final trades to bring in somebody for this week or for 17 by, sorry. And what I would say is try and bring in these like base to BC kind of guys that you know are going to score you 50 points versus like 
maybe uh, Tony Staggs or maybe he's not a good option because he's potentially a keeper long-term as well. But one of these winger fullbacks or halves with a lower base, um, because if they don't hit, yeah, you, I don't know, in my opinion, wasted a trade or not utilised a trade as good as you could have uh, utilised it. So three people that I'm looking at uh, for this week, uh, I think Tyson oh, Frizzell is a really, really good one. We kind of mentioned before, his average is around the mid-50s when he's playing 80 minutes. He's probably unders for his price at the moment as well. And I think a really strong uh, choice for you to consider for 17. And then also you'll be able to keep him through the back end. One also that I'm quite interested in is Joe O. Now, especially with this news about Twal potentially having a longer layoff. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be gone for the whole season, but it looks like he might miss at least uh, the next few weeks slash foreseeable future. Uh, I think he's a good chance to get 60 plus minutes, 70 plus minutes as he's been doing most of the season and he's been killing it. And then the last one, who's kind of an interesting one for me, playing on the edge for the Knights is Mitch Barnett as well. Something else that kind of got my eye on as well, especially this week, he might potentially goal kick with no Jake Clifford and no Caelan Ponger in the team. Um, so the, they're two people. We talked about Mitch Barnett a couple of weeks ago when he has that eight minutes on the edge. Historically, he's been really good. Uh, so those are three people that I'm trying to utilise in the in the forwards that will give you like at least those kind of mid-40s and hopefully higher score for your round 17 by. Yeah, and especially at the Knights, it looks like Lachlan Fitzgibbon is a bit out of favour there. So Barnett becomes a much better option with Fitzgibbon in the reserves. Um, generally, he's been an 80-minute edge, so... Um, it is risky. He could come back in, but yeah, if he's out of favour and Barnett can hold that for the rest of the season, then yeah, he's a good option. I guess if you had to choose between Barnett and Kurt Mann, though, because they're you know similar price and they score kind of similarly, how would you how would you go there? Yeah, that's tricky. Uh, I think I'm still leaning more Barnett. I think Barnett's just got uh, the runs on the board. He's got this history of he plays big minutes on the edge that so he's going to score well. Um, and I can just see, you know, I bought into Kurt Mann earlier this year, this year, got me in a nice price rise, and then he, he's kind of dropped off. He has like a week or two where he does well and then drops off. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does that again. And, yeah, I just don't think, I think probably longer term, like for the rest of the season, Mitch Barnett's going to outscore Kurt Mann, definitely. Fair enough. Righto. We're done and dusted for another week. Bring on round 16. No worries. Yeah. Good luck, everyone.